time to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli, your host. Match in Review, Forge FC with a 1-0 win at York United at York Lions Stadium. And this was quite the match in terms of opportunities. Um, shots, attempts combined between these two clubs, 27 on this one. And only one goal. And a big reason for that, the goalkeeping. York, for example, if you want to get into the uh, nitty-gritty of the analytics, uh, expected goals for York, 1.46 yet. Ended up with zero. That's an ode to uh, Tristan Henry and the defense, not allowing any second chance opportunities. It was an interesting start for Forge FC because they came out with a unique look. Now, I love this. I, I, I got to say, I know there's kind of that general rule of thumb in sports that you try to build chemistry. You don't mess with the lineup too much. You know, you want players to get used to playing with each other. Forge has come out match after match and thrown out almost completely different looks um, on a regular basis. And I, I love it. Keep your opponent off guard. I mean, this is how Muhammad Ali knocked out uh, uh, George Foreman, right? Foreman expected Muhammad Ali to, to dance around and to dodge and do his thing. And all of a sudden, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali came out aggressive and ended up knocking out Foreman. Different sport, of course, but... Still, keep your opponent guessing, throw them off a little bit. And it worked for Forge FC in this one. They came out with Taron Campbell playing in a striker role, although, again, it, it was unique. It, we'll, get, we'll get into that because Pasillas was also out there, uh, Borges, Jensen, Poku. And the, the way, you know, Campbell, again, kind of lined up as the traditional striker. But once Forge got possession, Pasillas, again, technically played on the left wing. But there was this rotation to the right whenever Forge had possession. Pasillas would creep into the middle. Campbell would get a little more freedom to move around there. Um, Borges was kind of all over the place. Poku, who I guess technically played as a, a winger, um, but he was kind of this left or right wing back. It was just, I, I loved it. I loved what I saw. Forge had this very interesting, just fluid attack that... When they got possession, they would they would kind of you know build, 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 and then there would be this almost like rotation to the right of the attack, and um, I loved it. I loved it, and it paid off. Uh, surprise in this one for York Mobabuli listed initially in the lineup, uh, but then a late scratch, and De Rosario came in 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 his place and played uh, attacking midfield. Forge started this match. Movement was good. Ball possession was good, and. I, from either side, nothing too threatening. And I mentioned earlier the combined 27 shot attempts. So early on, though, there was a bit of a feeling out process, a little a little conservative, I, I, a little in the sense that there weren't, weren't any major chances or anything overly threatening. And because of the way Forge was playing, I mentioned that kind of up and then that shift to the right a little bit. Malik, who was playing left back, would end up jumping up. Um, and it, it left a little bit of a gap there for York to attack. And they tried, but between Dominic Samuel 
Uh, Mandrakar James playing center back. They they would then shift over and cover ground, uh, and they did a, an amazing job. Ashton Yodianson getting a start in this one, playing as a midfielder in that defensive midfield position. Um, and Jensen and Borges kind of playing again. They they were in the middle. They were in the midfield playing in the center. Uh, but then they they would shift. I, I don't. Yeah, listen. If you don't have um, uh, one soccer and you, you're not able to watch the, uh, the matches, um, I don't want to tell you. But if you can, just go back and and watch this formation and watch the attack that Forge put out there. Um, it, it was clinical. I, I love I loved I love the formation. I love the fluidity of the attack. Um, early on, from the start, I mean, from start to finish, instantly noticeable. Forge fans at York Lions Stadium chanting from start to finish. You weren't entirely sure who the home team was. And, and again, that's a that, 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 that's credit to the Forge fans traveling. Okay, they didn't have to travel too far, but still got on their horses, got out to York Lions Stadium and made themselves heard and made it feel like um, a home match for Forge FC. So in this match, I mentioned the, the shot attempts. Now, final shots on goal. Five to three in favor of Forge. When Tristan Henry had to make saves, I mean, these were 10 bell stops. Perhaps maybe the save of the year from T- Tristan Henry. He reacted. I mean, it, it was a header. It was a rocket of a header within just a few yards out. And Henry with a quick, a quick reaction with his left hand. I, I mean... This is where the instincts take over. There's there's no training for this. Everything happened so quickly. He shot his left arm out, made a brilliant stop. And then that was in the uh, the 18th minute. Two minutes later, maybe three minutes later. This is always the way it goes, right? Big save on one end. Here comes Forge. Taron Campbell, 30th goal of his CPL career. The reigning CPL leading scorer of all time. Adds to his total. He's at 30 now. And let's revisit something here. If you if you caught the three keys prior to the match, um, one of the keys was 1v1. Essentially, York, at the very bottom of the league in terms of um, fouls conceded. Now, generally, do you want to foul? No. But are there good fouls? Are there tactical fouls? Yes. York? Not a team that uses that officially, at least not yet this season. They've been a little passive in the way they've defended. And I thought coming into this, there was an opportunity for Forge's skilled players. If York isn't going to make you earn your 1v1 opportunities and kind of make you pay and make you second guess the next time you come at one of their defenders, if they're going to play off a little bit, use that. Use that to your advantage. Um, Why is Cavalry so frustrating to play against? They lead the league. In fouls conceded. They play aggressive. They're very annoying to play against. You, you all know. Part of that, it's part of the game. It's part of the, the tactics. They, they want you to be miserable playing against. They want you to second guess coming at them. York doesn't play that way. A little passive. Sure enough, on this Campbell goal, he was given a ton of space to bring the ball down, to pick his head up, to lay a perfect ball to um, to Paseas at the edge of the box. He would then cross it, or rather, no, excuse me, not the cross on this one. Uh, there were a few crosses from Pasillas, who who was playing me, um, play, and this is the 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 evolution of Pasillas and his game as an attacker. Um, 
in this one, maybe not so much a threat in terms of scoring, but in terms of his playmaking and, and, and um, you know, setting up his teammates in the right positions. Pasillas, this was that versatile side of Pasillas that we don't always get to see. I mean, he has become a multi-dimensional attacker and playmaker can now be added to his moniker because uh, he was great in this one. So Campbell to Pasillas, Pasillas back to Campbell. Campbell, just a beautiful finesse shot, a bouncer, uh, gets past the keeper with his left foot. And earlier... Before this goal, Henry made the big save. I mentioned that. A kind of a juxtaposition of keepers here. On this one, now, listen, we're not going to say it was, an, it was a, an easy an easy stop because Campbell was certainly clinical in his finish. Um, but, you know, again, York, keeper, a little, a little uh, Giantsopolis, a little weak with his left hand, maybe could have done a little better, but didn't quite get to it. Compare that to Henry and the save he made a few minutes earlier and why Tristan Henry is the best goalkeeper this league has seen uh, consistently year over year. Um, so with that forge up one nil in the 21st minute. Now there was a moment. It was in the 34th minute. Noah Jensen got the start in this one and got, and, and Noah's not the only one because Borges does this as well as anyone as well. Some of the forge att attackers, midfielders, there, there's. It's almost like they're kind of hanging in the weeds and kind of disappearing a little bit, and then the way they jump and intercept passes. Noah Jensen in the 34th minute again. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch to watch the game, go back and watch it. Go to the 34th minute. Watch Noah Jensen. He. It's almost like a game of chess. He lays off a bit, waits for the York players to kind of make their move. Oh, the pass is coming. He jumps the ball and leads to a scoring chance um and it was it ended up being almost a perfect setup for Taron Campbell could have been his second of the match Pasias again playmaker in this one with the, laid the ball up and uh Campbell couldn't quite wrap his head around it but uh all started with Noah Jensen jumping in intercepting the pass laying it off to Pasias who made the delivery and, and Campbell just missed so Ford was feeling it this was the away match that they wanted to play. Forge fans were loud. York fans were out of it, especially after giving up that first goal. Uh, and a minute after that opportunity where Jensen jumped, um, Borges and Poku hooked up. They, they hooked up. Poku, <laughs> he's coming along as a player as well. The evolution of Kwesi Poku. Borges makes a beautiful pass. Poku gets in the area, makes a guy miss. He has those long strides. He's, he's a lot quicker than he looks because of his size, uh, but he just couldn't finish. This time, Giantsopolis made a great save and preserved just a one-goal deficit. Uh, we go into half, and I got to bring this up, by the way. Both clubs wore their dark shirts in this one. Look, I'm colorblind. Now, am I saying everything should be catered, to, you know, to my liking? Uh, well, well, yes. I mean, if that, that's not a lot to ask. Is it Forge wore their orange, York wore their green? I don't know. I had difficulty. And I know, and York had, you know, the blue, I guess it's blue, blue trim on, um, on the shoulders and their shorts were blue. And it still was difficult because that primary, primary color was, was dark. That, just, just leaving it out there. Make make my viewing more 
um, convenient. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Uh, all right, halftime. Forge go in with the 1-0 lead. Now they go into the second half, and this is where Forge are Forge. The That tiki-taka, bobby ball, that total football. Forge will tell you time and time again, the best way to defend in this sport is to hang on to the ball. And that was their game plan going into the second half. They had plenty of opportunity, in fact. Um, a few opportunities to, to add to their lead. York was with some opportunities as well, and certainly they, they got their shots. But when Forge had the ball, you know, again, even though they had that uh, the early lead, they still won the possession battle, which it was a little over, I guess it was a little over 52%. So, and total attacks, by the way, in this one, again, these are unofficial stats, but attacks. 107 to 86 in favor of Forge. Dangerous attack, 61 to 45. Uh, I mentioned the expected goals earlier, and those leaned toward York. I don't know how those are measured. I'm just reading off the screen. But um, Forge played the way they wanted to play in this second half, particularly when they were able to hang on to the ball and make York chase. And it led to some uh, hostilities. York got frustrated. There was a moment in the 74th minute Right fouled Dominic Samuel, and then DeSantos uh, kind of put his hands on Samuel. Samuel did not appreciate that, shoved him back. There was some heat there. That's that's the 905 derby we, we, we want to see. Some some emotion in there as well. Um, I'm demanding, by the way, someone get a hold of the birth certificate for Wojtek uh, <laughs> uh, Hauski, the Ukrainian, the 19-year-old for York, the midfielder. I have I don't know that I've ever seen a younger looking professional soccer player. Um Wojciechowski, if if you can look him up, there's no way he's he's over the age of 12. That that's just listen. I don't mean to lay out conspiracy theories, but there I don't believe it. It's impossible. Um Kyle Becker, 80th minute, who Forge made their changes. Becker came on, attempted an Olympico. We know he's done, he's done that before from the corner. He tried it again in the 80th minute, uh, and he forced Giant Sopolis to make a big save for York. So keeping York guessing, uh, 90th minute, Kadeem Kane came on for Forge FC. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, it's because this was his debut for Forge. 17-year-old, signed, what, three weeks ago? The six foot three midfielder out of Quebec, got his first taste. And he uh, he even got uh, he got a yellow card in his limited minutes, so made his presence felt at least. Ashton Morgan came on; he got a straight red in the ninety first minute. Now, listen, I, I watched it. I've re I've rewound it. I watched it over and over again. Um, not a red. I, I mean, he had his leg grabbed on too. He tried to get loose. Uh, the, the York player grabbed onto his face. There was no, there, there was no, if there was contact with his face, it was so minuscule, uh, but he sold it. It worked. And the referee handed a straight red to Ashton Morgan, but Forge hung on. And that was your final. So Forge FC now, this is the result they wanted for a lot of reasons, obviously because it's a win, but now four out of their next five, after back-to-back -back away matches, four out of their next five are at home at Tim Horton Field. So plenty of opportunity for you to catch Forge FC in action. The next one, 
is Tuesday against Atletico Ottawa. That is the quarterfinal of the Canadian Championship. The winner will move on to play either Toronto or Montreal. Pair of MLS clubs in the in the semis, but we got to get there first. So with that, Forge FC have to be feeling pretty good heading into their match on Tuesday against Atletico Ottawa. First time these two clubs are meeting since the CPL final, way back in October, where Forge came out victorious, winning their third title in four seasons. Um, look at the table here. Forge FC. Now, again, this is... We don't know what Valor is going to do with their fourth match, but until then, we can say Forge alone in top spot on the CPL table with two wins, two draws so far. Perfect in terms of uh, they picked up points in every match, eight points, three up on Valor. Valor, though, with that match in hand. York drops outside of the top four with that loss. They are stuck on three points. They have a win and three losses this season, getting outscored five to two in that span. Forge fans, you're going to want to get your tickets for Tuesday. It's Atletico Ottawa. Ottawa, by the way, not in the best form. We don't know what the result is yet. They play Saturday night. And we should mention, too, yes, Forge is on a short week. They played Friday. They play again on Tuesday. Ottawa, though, plays Saturday and then Tuesday, and they have a travel. They have to travel in, in between. So Forge with the advantage on multiple fronts here and a huge opportunity. What what a, a, a just a luxury it is to have the depth that Forge have. They, they're able to use all their subs, get their guys as many minutes as possible, keep guys fresh, confidence regardless of who's in the lineup, it's it's a luxury it's a luxury not seen i mean almost anywhere at any level of soccer i mean you can go to any league and this kind of depth to be able to put almost anyone out to look at your bench and see that you're not going to get any drop off no matter who you put out there i mean that that's that's a luxury that most leagues most teams in most leagues don't have it's especially rare in the canadian premier league where building depth can be difficult i mean there's there's, there are a lot of challenges there, but Forges, they've overcome it. And they've been able to put out a club that can compete with anyone, not just their starting lineup, but pound for pound, player for player, compete with any club in this league. And if they are victorious on Tuesday, they will be able to test that out again against an MLS side. But we got to get there first. So Tuesday night's the night. Atletico Ottawa, Forge, Tim Hortons, Field. But your final... From York Lions Stadium, Friday night, Forge FC 1-0. A well-earned clean sheet for Tristan Henry. I think, I don't think it's crazy to say. The word, the term goat gets thrown out a lot. But in this league, there there is no other keeper that has had the success that Henry has had. And, I mean, the level of consistency... It's just, it's, it's, it's nowhere else in, in this league. So Tristan Henry, congrats on another clean sheet. Well-earned Forge FC victorious next up Atletico Ottawa. Keep it locked onto the Forge audio network. Uh, we're going to have a match day preview for that Canadian championship quarterfinal and uh, your three keys to the match. So stay tuned for that right here on the home of your reigning, defending, undisputed, 
Canadian Premier League champions, Forge FC. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Match in Review with Anthony Arcioli on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.